I'm Carolyn Walker from Morehouse College, and you are listening to ADA Live. Yo. Hi, let's roll. Let's go. Good afternoon, everyone. On behalf of the Southeast ADA Center, the Burton Blatt Institute at Syracuse University, and the ADA National Network, we welcome you to episode 71 of ADA Live. I am Pam Williamson with the Southeast ADA Center. And before we move on today, listening audience, I want to remind you, you may submit your questions about the ADA at any time at adalive.org. Well, Ms. Carolyn, we're so happy to have you uh, on today's show, and the Southeast ADA Center has been fortunate to partner with Morehouse College uh, over the past few years, and we've had several students who have completed internships with us. And we do truly appreciate the collaboration and enjoy supporting these students and their desire to learn more about disability and civil rights. So we're going to chat for a few minutes today about uh, the disability services and your center at Morehouse College. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with Morehouse College, can you tell us a little bit about the school's history? Sure, it will be my pleasure. Founded in 1867, Morehouse is the only HBCU, that's historically black colleges and university, liberal arts college for men. It's a small campus of about 2,100 students who choose from 35 area of, areas of study en route to earning the Bachelor of Arts or the Bachelor of Science degree. And at Morehouse, exemplary models of leadership, manhood, and citizenship are encouraged. Currently, Morehouse has more than 17,000 alumni representing more than 40 states and 14 countries. And we're so proud of our graduates. Our alumni include such notables as Martin Luther King Jr., the most visible spokesperson and leader in the civil rights movement and Nobel Peace Prize laureate, theologian Howard Thurman, filmmaker Spike Lee, actor Samuel L. Jackson, civil rights leaders Julian Bunn, businessman and former 2012 Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain, Secretary of Homeland Security in 2013, Jed Johnson, twice Olympian gold medalist Edwin Moses, the first African-American mayor of Atlanta, Maynard Jacksons, and many others. While this list is not exhaustive, it gives a sampling of the type of students who service. Additionally, Morehouse has received considerable attention as an outstanding national leader among liberal arts colleges from an array of media and ranking agencies. Morehouse has been recognized for being the number one institution of all types for producing the most black male Rhodes Scholars as the number one feeder school for black males entering Harvard Law and Business Schools and being among the top producers of Fulbright Scholars in Georgia. I would also like to acknowledge that Morehouse is proud to partner with the Southeast 88 Center to provide an intern 
leadership opportunities for our students through which they gain valuable work experience and are able to explore career paths and define and develop their skills. There is much more I could tell you about this little college in Atlanta, but I'll stop for now. Please go to our website, www.morehouse, and that's M-O-R-E-H-O-U-S-C dot E-D-U for additional information. Thank you so much for that overview of Morehouse and the distinguished uh, alumni that you have. Now, we know that in post-secondary education, the support for students with disabilities is often the key to success. Can you talk about how a student with a disability would go about getting the support they need at Morehouse? Thank you, Pam, for this great question. Because college operates a little differently from high school, this question is very important. If a student is 18 years old, he has to self-identify. And I say he because Morehouse is an all-male institution. But post-secondary requirements are pretty consistent even for co-ed campuses. Students who are 18 and older must initiate accommodation requests, even if they come with a family member. There are two laws that protect, protect a student's privacy. They are the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, known as the HIPAA, H-I-P-A-A, and the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, that's FERPA, spelled out F-E-R-P-A. Because of HIPAA and FERPA, Post-secondary staff cannot advocate for a student unless the student puts in request in writing that services are wanted and to whom he or she wants accommodation letters prepared for. And the procedure for attaining services, you have to register with the Disability Services Office. And to be registered, a student enrolled, a currently enrolled student must schedule an appointment complete the intake registration form, and provide appropriate documentation. All information and documentation submitted to the Disability Services Office is considered private and would not be released without the student's written authorization. Very good. So now when a student does submit and be and registers with the Disability Services Office, does he have to prove that he has a disability to obtain an academic adjustment? Yes, he does. As required by law, Morehouse College and other post-secondary institutions require a student with a disability to provide documentation that shows his or her current disability and the needs for an academic adjustment. The Disability Service Office on an individual basis and using the following guidelines determines the appropriateness of documentation. The documentation should be current. It must be submitted by a qualified professional, including a licensed physician or psychologist. It should include a signed, written statement attesting to the diagnosis and recommendations for academic interventions. For students with diagnosed learning disabilities, the documentation should include the testing procedures utilized as well as the test results. That's the scores from the battery of tests. 
Well, let's talk a little bit more about the type of documentation that a student should provide. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Morehouse College sets reasonable standards for documentation. A student will be asked to provide documentation prepared by an appropriate licensed professional, such as a medical doctor or clinical psychologist. The required documentation may include one or more of the following, a diagnosis of the current disability, the date of the diagnosis, how the diagnosis was reached, the credentials of the professional providing the documentation, how the disability affects a major life activity, and how the disability affects the academic performance. The documentation should be current and must provide enough information for Morehouse College to determine the appropriate and reasonable academic adjustment. You've mentioned a couple of times that the documentation should be current. So what time frame does Morehouse consider current? Documentation must allow disability services to understand how a student is currently impacted by the disability. The documentation should provide substantial, clear, and convincing evidence that supports the need for academic accommodation. Typically, we've asked that the neuropsychoeducational assessment be within three years and are subsequent to the student's 18th birthday. If a disability fluctuates or is progressive, updated documentation may be required. A statement may be made as to whether the condition is temporary or permanent, and if it is stable or progressive. Does a student with a disability have to inform the post-secondary school about his or her disability? No. However, if the student wants the college to provide an academic adjustment, the student must identify him or herself as having a disability before the adjustments can be granted. Likewise, the student should let the college or university know about disability. If the student needs accessible facilities in housing, a classroom, cafeteria, etc. In any event, your disclosure of a disability is always voluntary and may be done at any time. However, adjustments are not retroactive. For example, Sometimes a student elects not to disclose. The student may be embarrassed or wants to keep his disability invisible and tries to do it alone or as we've often heard, not to use crutches as adjustments have been referred to. Then at the end of the class, the student may not get the desired grade and the student may want to go back and then apply the academic adjustments after the fact. So this is what we meant by it's not retroactive. They have to identify, ask for accommodations before they can be granted. And sometimes, let's say they decide not to use it. They do not register or make a request for accommodations until, as we said, later. And so afterwards, the student claims a disability or wants to have adjustments applied to the previous term. That's great information for the student to know and understand. 
So let me ask another question. So if a student had either an IEP or an individualized education plan or a 504 accommodation plan in elementary, middle, or high school, should he or she consider submitting it as documentation to assist with confirming the need for academic adjustments? Pam, that's a very good question. A school plan such as an individualized education program, the IEP, or a 50 plan is insufficient documentation in and of itself, but can be included as part of a more comprehensive evaluative report. Also, because post-secondary education presents different demands than high school education, what you need to meet these demands may be different. Likewise, in some cases, the, the nature of a disability may change. You may need a new evaluation in order to provide required documentation. Well, thank you for the information you've provided so far. It has been an excellent source uh, for our students with disabilities. So ADA Live listening audience, if you have questions about this month's topic or any of our other ADA Live topics, you can submit your questions by calling 404-541-9001 or submit them through our website at www.adalive.org. Now let's pause for a word from our featured organization, Morehouse College. The mission of Morehouse College, a private historically black liberal arts college for men, is to develop men with disciplined minds who would lead lives of leadership and service. Morehouse realizes this mission by emphasizing the intellectual and character development of its students. In addition, the college assumes special responsibility for teaching the history and culture of black people. Founded in 1867 and located in Atlanta, Georgia, Morehouse is an academic community dedicated to teaching, scholarship, and service, and the continuing search for truth as a liberating force. Morehouse seeks students who are willing to carry the torch of excellence and who are willing to pay the price of gaining strength and confidence by confronting adversity, mastering their fears, and achieving success by earning it. In pursuit of its mission, Morehouse challenges itself to be among the very finest liberal arts institutions in the world. To learn more about Morehouse College, visit their website at www.morehousecollege.edu. Welcome back, everyone. We're speaking with Ms. Carolyn Walker, the director of the Frederick Douglass Academic Resource Center at Morehouse College. I want to welcome you back as well and say what a pleasure it's been talking with you on this podcast. I also want to thank the audience for tuning in. So glad to share this time with you. Well, Ms. Carolyn, let's talk a little bit more about the academic adjustments that a post-secondary school must provide. Can you provide us some more information on that? Surely. The appropriate academic adjustment must be determined 
based on your disability and individual needs. Academic adjustments include reasonable modifications to non-fundamental academic requirements and auxiliary aids and services. Examples include electronic books, scribes, sign language, interpreters, extended time for testing, testing in a distraction reduced environment, occasional exception to a due date for assignments, adaptive software or hardware, housing accommodation, i.e. a single room or non-traditional physical education course. In providing an academic adjustment, a post-secondary school is not required to lower or make substantial modifications to the essential requirements of the coursework. For example, for a test, although your program may be required to provide extended testing time, it is not required to change the substantial content of the test. Thank you so much for those examples of things that can be academic adjustments. I would like to learn more about your center, the Frederick Douglass Academic Resource Center at Morehouse. Can you tell us more about what you do there? I'd be delighted. And I'm so thrilled about this position because it allows me to expand critical learning techniques to a broader audience. The Frederick Douglass Academic Resource Center, also known as the ARC, D-A-R-C, is the hub of academic support at Morehouse College. It is a comprehensive academic enhancement facility that offers a variety of interactive programs to encourage student academic skill building and serve as a useful academic resource within the campus community. In the DARC, that's D-A-R-C, at Morehouse College, we offer an array of support services, not only for students with disabilities, but for all students who want to strengthen their academic skills. We've had such wonderful successes in the Academic Resource Center that I've been with pride when I talk about these free programs and services that we have for our students. One in particular, is peer tutoring. Last year I had 17 tutors to work in the Academic Resource Center who covered 24 subjects. For example, it's algebra, pre-cal, calculus, English, Chinese, Spanish, French, statistics, history, sociology, etc. Our track record showed that students who came two to three times a week increased their GPA almost by two-letter grades. Not only do these tutors receive certified training, but they also learn how to work with students with different learning styles. Tutoring can be individualized or it can be group tutoring. We run many clinics, it's 10 to 30 minutes periodically. Some students do remote tutoring and we offer these services daily. Our in-house operating hours are to 10 p.m. every night except Saturday. During finals and midterms, we stay open until midnight, and sometimes we stayed open to 2 a.m. The parent council provides snacks and beverages to students during these periods, and we give them to students and say this is to help them do the best on the exams. The second thing we offer every week um, are workshops. 
And on Mondays, we have um, every Monday, what I call organizational Mondays. I conduct these sessions to help students get organized and to set up to be successful. This can be a one-time refresher activity for the student who already has a clue, or it can be a six weeks, once a week group activity to clarify study habits needed for college. Some of the topics include learning, uh, identifying your learning style, campus and classroom etiquette. Sometimes students are not real sure uh, what's expected at this level. We talk about prioritizing, taking notes, time management, how to communicate with a professor, how to make the syllabus work for them, stress management, and we end with business and social etiquette. Once a semester for a week, we have international events. And we usually uh, use our Friday nights and offer such programs such as a salsa night. And we have food and dance with an emphasis on practicing Spanish skills. Uh, we have many different activities to encourage student usage and show that learning can be fun. Another person in our Academic Resource Center is our athletic advisor. And this person works with athletes to make certain that not only are they on track for graduation, but that we, the college, are also NCAA compliant. There's another person in the center who is a student advocate, even though we all are, but this is the person to whom the student comes when they've exhausted all other avenues. The students refocus, develop four-year academic plans, and help break through difficult academic issues. Lastly, we receive funds for a million dollar renovation project in the Academic Resource Center. We recently started blasting walls. We are putting in all new furniture, fixtures, a new computer lab. I've got 40 labs, I mean computers in the back with both uh, iMacs and PCs. We've got dedicated computers for students who need uh, special software like JAWS. And then I have a room I call my learning curve. In our learning curve room, we are converting it to a presentation room with capability to do webinars and the list goes on. I invite you to come see us when we finish. Uh, we're really proud of, of where it's going. We bring it into the 21st century. We want students to be kind of snooty about saying this is where we come to study. Well, Miss Carolyn, I can feel your pride, so, and I'm so excited, and I want my personal invitation to come see the center when it's renovated. And it truly is a model of inclusion of uh, people with and without disabilities, so I'm very excited. Now, earlier we discussed the process for receiving disability-related services. I know that students also have responsibilities when it comes to requesting accommodations or academic adjustments. Let's remind the students of what their responsibilities are. Okay, thank you. At Morehouse, we have established the following procedure for students who want to receive access or to receive accommodations. The student must contact the Disability Services Office to schedule intake meetings. The student must provide documentation of a disability with its functional limitations. The student must meet with the disability resources at least once per semester to review academic accommodations and 
professor's memorandums and accommodation plan. We also ask that the student meet with faculty to review accommodation requests in relation to each class and notify disability services in writing of any additional needs as soon as they arrive. Well, thank you for that reminder. Now we are about out of time today. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listening audience today? I invite listeners who may be considering Morehouse to come tour our beautiful campus. And please stop by to see the Frederick Douglass Academic Resource Center. Well, Miss Carolyn, we thank you so much for joining us today. And listening audience, you may submit questions and comments regarding the podcast to adalive.org, and they will be forwarded to Miss Carolyn Walker for her response. Now, Miss Carolyn, I've had a great time with you, but unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. And time is always short when you're having fun. Oh, you've got that right. So, and it has been my pleasure to speak with you today. Now, ADA Live listeners, remember our guest for this episode of ADA Live has been Miss Carolyn Walker, Director of the Frederick Douglass Academic Resource Center at Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. As always, we thank you for joining us for this episode of ADA Live. This episode and all previous ADA Live episodes are available on our website at adalive.org, as well as on our SoundCloud channel at soundcloud.com forward slash ADA Live. All episodes are archived in a variety of formats, including streamed audio and accessible transcripts. You can also download as podcasts. It is as easy as going to the podcast icon on your mobile device and searching for ADA Live. And remember to check out the ADA Anniversary Toolkit from the Southeast ADA Center and the ADA National Network for celebration of the ADA anniversary and year-round celebration of the ADA. The toolkit features a media kit, publications, and other resources to keep the celebration going at www.adaanniversary.org. And remember, if you have any questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act, you may submit your questions anytime online at adalive.org or contact your regional ADA center at 1-800-949-4232. All calls are free and confidential. ADA Live is a program of the Southeast ADA Center. Our producer is Celestia Orasta with Beth Harrison, Mary Mortar, Emily Ruber, Marsha Schwanke, and Barry Whaley. Our music is from Four Wheel City, the movement for improvement. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.